Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. I want to personally welcome you to my little podcast corner. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do through our time together today. Whether you're driving in traffic to work, out on a morning run, or sipping your coffee in a comfy chair, let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Well, good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Not Just Talk. It's me, Jillian, and I am just going to jump right into today's message because (laughs) I have such a small window of time to record what the Holy Spirit has put on my heart. And sometimes it sounds like a stampede when my family wakes up and they come downstairs. And since my recording area is in the little closet underneath the stairwell of my house, we're just going to jump right in. Okay. All right, so I hope you're ready, and I'm just asking the Holy Spirit to go ahead of me to prepare your heart, to prepare your mind, to receive what he has put on my heart to say to you today. Several weeks ago, oh, there I am already hitting my pop screen here. Several weeks ago, I woke up to the Holy Spirit saying, set your heart and mind. The phrase repeated over and over, and I knew he was writing something on my heart for all of us. He he actually ended up bringing me back to the passages in Colossians, the ones that I referenced to last uh, at our last episode. Um, but I want to read them again today and put the emphasis on what it means to set our hearts and minds in the direction that God desires for us. So again, this is Colossians 3, 1 through 3, and I'm reading from the NIV version. Since then, you have been raised with Christ... Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your new life is hidden with Christ and God. Whatever you set your heart on becomes your desire. Whatever you set your mind on becomes your focus. The word set is a verb. It's an action on our part. And when I think of specific words that I feel like the Holy Spirit is highlighting, I like to look up the definition, not because I don't know what it means, but because sometimes there are these other describing words that really paint a clearer picture on what God is trying to say. So I looked up the definition, and one definition says to direct with fixed attention. And another that I thought was fitting, especially because of the example that um, God put on my heart to share today, is to place oneself in position to start running a race. It was about 24 years ago I started running. (laughs) And for me, I was the anti-runner. I mean, I was that kid in school where if there was any sport, I didn't want to do it. My sport to me was walking around the mall with my friends and talking on the phone. I mean, to me, if that was a sport, I would would have awards or whatever you get, trophies, (laughs) whatever. Clearly, I'm not athletic in that way, and I'm definitely not competitive. So it's really funny that the way um, my running started could sound a little competitive, but it wasn't. It was actually competitive with myself. So anyway, my my ex-husband, for those of you who don't already know, I, I've talked about this enough, so I'm not going to get into it, but I was married before, and yes, I had biblical grounds for divorce. Um, but anyway, 
he was in the military and he went off, uh, this was before we were married. He went off to basic training and we were corresponding through letters and things like that. And then he was at his duty station. At this point we were engaged to be married and he would just talk about, um, his two mile time. And obviously there's also girls. And he would, I I asked him, I was like, what are the girls fastest mile time? And I think he said 1507 or 15, I don't know. It, maybe 16 minutes for two miles for the girls. I don't remember. Um, and I thought, huh, I wonder what my two mile time would be. And, um, again, I wasn't really running. I was not athletic at all. I actually really struggled with eating bad, um, and very little movement. I think the most movement I would do is waitressing nights, (laughs) which, you know, it, it takes some good, some good strength. Those trays that I had to carry was quite intense. Um, but yeah, that was the extent of it. It was pretty pathetic actually. And, um, but I really wanted to know what, what was my two mile time? And I set out and I I really don't remember my first two mile time. I think it was really bad. I think it was probably 30 minutes cause I mostly walked, but I had this goal in mind. I wanted to, I wanted to win my previous time. I wanted to, um, get stronger. I wanted to have better endurance. I wanted to be able to run faster and faster and faster. And so every time I set out to do it, I had that purpose in mind that I wanted to uh, get better. I wanted to get stronger. And I did. Um, And that is literally what kicked off my, my running career or whatever you want to call it. I've been running for over 24 years now, and that's how it started. I'd always had a desire to get my body healthy and strong, but the desire wasn't enough. I had to set my mind on the goal with a purpose, and that's what kept me running. As I set my mind and heart in this new direction, I got stronger and stronger. I built an endurance that continues to be evident in my life today, even through injury, many setbacks. My heart and my mind is set and nothing knocks me off course. 24 years, nothing knocks me off course. There's times I've had to slow down depending on my season of life or when I get an injury, but I've, I've learned to make proper adjustments, heal and get back to running. As I've gotten older, my body wants to act like it's age. Super annoying. I've had to put a greater emphasis on strength training so that my muscles and joints can support running. I've also had to implement some dietary changes to accommodate and counteract what my body would naturally do so that I could remain strong and healthy. Rather than allowing my age or my circumstances slow me down, buying into a belief system that says running is bad for your joints or I can't, I learned what my joints need or what adjustments I needed to make so that I could keep going. And I've had to pay attention to these changes and make sure that the changes in me or around me don't have the ability to stop me. I have a goal. I have a vision. I've set my heart and mind. I want to finish my time here on earth physically strong. Training myself to become a runner actually helped me understand what this concept of setting my heart and mind looks like spiritually. Seriously, I use these examples all the time when I talk to people, when I was coaching. Um, It's crazy, the spiritual connotation when you start to take back your health and and you um, start to work out, it's like a, a lot of these scriptures just really unlocked for me. Over the last 26 years, my heart and my mind have become spiritually strong, and not a whole lot can knock me off course. Truthfully, before I had a deeper revelation and before I under, before I understood what it really looked like to set my heart and mind, 
I would get knocked down pretty easily and I really struggled to get back up once I was down. You know what I realized? If my heart and mind is set wrong, when life gets hard, I can't see past my situation. The inability to see beyond my situation leads me to believe that my circumstances need to change in order for me to keep going. I was excellent at excuses, both in fitness and in my ability to persevere when life got hard. You know what I mean, right? My fitness excuses were endless. Bottom line, my feelings overrode my ability to be consistent. I had to train myself to come against the thoughts and feelings that would come in and tell me I didn't feel like running or I was too tired, fill in the blank. I had to set my mind back on the focus I established. This took serious mind training on my part. I can testify that setting our hearts and minds are really the key. I have hit every obstacle you can imagine, pregnant four times after I started running because it was after my firstborn that I started that I got into it. So it was pregnant four times after I started running and I have terrible pregnancies, by the way, everything hurts. My hips actually go out of place. It's not that they're just loose. They actually go out of place. They lock and it's extremely painful, major low back pain. I still struggle with it. Um, Toddlers, babies, many years of emotional pain, shattered heart because, well, life. I've had serious injuries One, actually, that if I didn't stop and treat it properly, I was told I'd never be able to run again. That is a true story. I've lived all over the country. I've experienced bad weather, elevation changes, keeping my mindset and developing a no-excuse policy for myself. I continue to stay fit through all of it. It's actually funny. When I moved to Colorado... um, it bad weather. I mean, they, it's funny because we lived in Ohio for a year. Again, this was with my previous marriage. We lived in Ohio for a year. You know how cold it gets there. You know about the snow. I mean, I don't need to tell you about that. So I moved to Colorado and everybody in our complex was like, oh yeah, this, the, the winters are so mild here compared to Ohio. It's going to be easy. If you, if you can live in Ohio for a year, Colorado is going to be so easy. It's going to be awesome. Well, (laughs) we had a blizzard for the entire first month we lived there every weekend, we were literally snowed in the worst weather that Colorado had seen. in I don't know how many years, everybody kept saying, Oh my gosh, this is not normal. Blizzard after blizzard after blizzard. I think it was four blizzards in a row. It was crazy. But anyway, there was a fitness room and I would go to the fitness room and work out. And, um, my very first time there, I got on the treadmill and I was, and I was running and I was dying. I mean, I, could not breathe. I was coughing like crazy. I mean, you do that today and everybody's scared of COVID, but it was definitely not COVID. (laughs) It was a long time ago. And uh, the guy next to me, he goes, did you just move here? And I was like, uh, yeah, how'd you know? He goes, cause you sound like me when I first moved here. And that's when I realized the elevation change, um, was really, really messing with me. And I had to, I had to literally retrain my lungs to be able to run in Colorado. I mean, I could have quit. It was, it was bad. It was really bad. I could not breathe. I could not stop coughing. It was embarrassing. I was like barely holding on to the treadmill going, what in the world is wrong with me? And that guy saying that really helped me. So I learned how to train my lungs through elevation. So anyway, there's, there's that. Um, but prior to this revelation to set my heart and mind, my spiritual walk was fairly weak. It was about as (laughs) weak as my lungs were when I moved to Colorado. My belief system was based on what I didn't have, what I thought I needed, what I was going through, 
what I thought I needed to happen in order to function, my emotions, my feelings, and everything else in between would stop me from my forward motion. As I grew in my ability to set my mind on a goal for running with an ability to look beyond what may be hard or the obstacles in my life, keeping my attention fixed on the purpose, it expanded my ability to understand what Paul meant by setting our hearts and minds on things above. My mind and my heart had to be set on things that are beyond this temporary life so that life here on earth and all the blindsiding events that take place can't knock me off course, even if life gives me an injury, whether it's physical or emotional. I may have to slow down a bit or even pause momentarily with Jesus, giving him space to heal me, but I get back up. My heart is set on glorifying God through all things, and my mind is set on things above. I live with a greater purpose and a larger focus that keeps me in a forward motion. Even if I have a bit of a limp and my situation is unchanged, my focus is on greater things, and I know my God is going to strengthen my weak areas. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to persevere. I keep my heart and my mind set on what I have with Christ and on things above. Not the painful memory of the experience. I remind myself that God is with me. He is for me. He's already gone before me. His mighty spirit is in me. And I am going to finish my race here on earth strong. I'm not going to let my light grow dim. I'm not going to walk in weariness, bitterness, hopelessness. My mind is set on things above. Nothing is going to knock me off my course. When you set your mind on something, your decisions line up with that focus. And from there, your feelings follow suit. Too many of my brothers and sisters are waiting for their feelings to change, allowing feelings to be their master instead of the Holy Spirit who empowers us when we're weak. Believe me, there are days my feelings don't want to do anything, especially when there's painful scenarios taking my attention. I have to speak back to those feelings and focus on what I set my heart and my mind to. Honestly, I'm being so straight with you. The last several months have been very challenging for me. So these messages aren't even coming from an easy place. They're coming from a true place. Sitting here, sharing this message with you, and I'm doing this. I'm living this. I'm living through the hard, and my mind is set on the things above. Keeping our heart and mind set is not a one-and-done idea. I've had to train myself to be consciously aware and present so when paralyzing thoughts slip in that are attached to what I'm feeling or maybe going through, I don't act upon the thought that's telling me to give up. If I'm not aware and not paying attention to my thoughts, they'll easily derail my focus and drive me totally off my course. Our thoughts determine our direction in life. Seriously, I need you to take this in. What you tell yourself and what your mind is set on will reveal your focus. Are your thoughts continually focused on the things of this world? What's going on? What could happen? What others are doing? What your current hard situation is? What happened to you? Where is heaven in that? This is why the Bible says to set our minds on things above and not below. The things that are here are going to keep our attention in the wrong direction and we lose sight of our purpose while we're here on earth. All of a sudden, we're the typical hopeless Christian, not shining anything, not experiencing the peace that transcends beyond understanding, believing the things on earth need to change so that we can feel better. Guess what? The Bible says the things of earth are fading, so why put the emphasis on what doesn't have a guarantee? Those who are heaven-focused are not in denial to life around them. They are just living out what the Bible tells them to. I've literally had people get mad at me because I don't join in with the fear and the worry and read this article and read this and, oh my gosh, and what about this and what about that and have you seen this and, uh, you know, this might happen in 2032 and this is what they're doing, you who blah, blah. Like, 
I don't read the latest changes in policy. I don't get caught up in what's swirling around me. I don't freak out about the negative changes that are happening in this world. The world doesn't shock me. And it's not because I don't care or because I'm in denial. It's because I trust God and I have my mindset on the things above. I am saturated in peace even when life is chaotic and shakes. This world is not my home. I live from heavenly places and that understanding is powerful. Actually, (laughs) what shocks me more are Christians who are so caught up in life here on earth they can't even see the kingdom they should be living from. Setting our heart and mind on things above is our freedom. There is not one person that I know personally that is earthly focused and living in peace. Not one. They are stressed. They're emotionally reactive. They're anxious. They live in fear. They're angry. They're bitter at life and people. And some of them, some of them are actually even angry at God. They just don't even realize it. Jesus kept his mind on things above and was able to continue to do the will of the Father because of his focus. We are called to follow him. Trust me. I've had to work at this in my own life. Paralyzing thoughts have come into my mind. They continue to come into my mind. I just recognize them and I don't agree with what they're telling me. Things like, what's the point? It doesn't matter what I do. I keep getting hit. This life is too hard. This is too painful. Several wrong beliefs can slip in. One is a lie that says God has to show up in order for me to keep going. He has to fix my circumstances. Or he has to change that person that's hard to live with. I mean, I'm not even going to go there today. But, I mean, we do it, right? He has to change our workplace. He has to change the people around us. He has to change our circumstances. Well, if that isn't one of the biggest lies the enemy wants all of us to believe, you think we're glorifying God with that one? You think we're glorifying God by saying, God, we can't until you do something? Many of us spend hours dwelling on what's wrong, begging God to show up, calling that prayers of faith. Um, sorry to break it to you. That's not living by faith at all. That's living by sight, allowing our circumstances to dictate our ability to persevere, deciding that we can't do a darn thing until what we see or feel changes, and feelings, not faith, is leading our prayer life. Let's be real. Here's an example of what prayers of faith sound like. God, this hurts. Thoughts of fear and worry are coming at me, but you've shown me through your word that you have not given me a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and self-discipline. Your power propels me, your love protects me, and your spirit within me has trained me to keep my focus, to remain disciplined and run my race regardless of what I see and feel. My faith is in who you are and what I have in you. When I am weak, you are strong in me. I am casting my worries upon you. You care for me. You provide for me. Your ways are beyond what I can see, and I trust you, Lord. I trust that your grace is sufficient, that your plans for me are better than my plans. You work all things together for my good according to your purposes. My mind is set on what I have in you, and my heart's desire is to glorify you. And I get up from that posture, and I get back in my race, trusting and believing that God is going to be with me through everything I face here on earth. Notice I had to do the setting of my mind, my body, my circumstances, the pain, all of those things could easily lead me to stop or quit. That was my normal before this revelation of truth. I'd start out strong for life to interfere. My feelings got in way and I'd stop and I'd go back to my old patterns. If that's your pattern, here's your reality. You will never grow in endurance emotionally, spiritually, or physically. The habit of falling off track because of feelings will keep you spiritually, physically, and mentally weak. And I know that's not what you desire. So I'm telling you today, set your heart and mind on a greater truth, God's truth. 
And honestly, this isn't just discipline. This is getting a revelation of what we have in and through Christ and what it means and what it looks like to set our heart and mind on the things above. I used to have to work really hard to get to this place, but after 26 years of training, it's literally the way I see now. I don't see the problem. I see the promise. And the promise is not everything going my way. We have too many scriptures that tell us there will be storms. We will get pressed. We will experience opposition. We will have loss. Life on earth will shake. I could go on and on. The Bible teaches us how to respond, to keep our focus on things above, to strip off the things that weigh us down, remembering that we are and always will be secure in him. And I want to close with these passages in Corinthians. And I'm just praying that the Holy Spirit just really gives you a greater revelation and an understanding of what it means to set your heart and mind. 2 Corinthians 4, 8 through 18. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal bodies. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believed, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore we speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. Thank you for joining me today. I'm believing the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to check out my newly released book. I'm really excited. It's called Ripple Effect, a transformational journey into God's heart that will change you from the inside out. It's available now on your favorite online bookstore, Amazon, or you can order a signed copy direct through my website, jillianahonan.com. Also, did you know that we have a ministry app where you can receive direct notifications for everything we have going on beyond this weekly podcast? Just search Jillian Ahonan Ministries in your app store and download it for free. And please, I'd love to see your face on social media. Connect with me on my public Facebook page or on Instagram. I hang out there daily. Don't forget to subscribe and come back next week for another episode of Not Just Talk. Hugs and blessings, family.